Hello, and welcome to the first edition of the Steel City Crew podcast. We are back with our returning guest, the host. Um, this episode, we're basically just going to talk about some draftees the Steelers could be interested ahead of the upcoming draft and some of the moves they'd made during the free agency offseason. So for our host, um, how are you feeling about Steelers' moves in general so far? Well, I think, uh, you know, excellent offseason so far by uh, Omar Khan. Of course, this is his first offseason since, uh, you know, uh, yeah, um, the old GM there, he, uh, you know, decided to retire, uh, Kevin Colbert. And uh, Omar already putting his stamp on uh, what he believes uh, is, you know, what the team needs. Um, you know, I'm a little disappointed. The only thing I'm disappointed in what he did is he let um, Cameron Sutton go, but he did sign Patrick Peterson. I just hope Patrick Peterson has enough left in the tank here. And he's a little on the older side. I think he's going to be a good addition. And because of him, I think the Steelers are going to end up drafting a corner. Uh, something that I don't think they need to draft pretty high. I'd rather have another lineman drafted. Uh, I don't know. What are your thoughts, Al? Well, we'll get into that, but basically, I think they could draft corner. I kind of hope they draft defensive line first, um, but we'll we'll get into that. Um, also, I think they could maybe draft safety first, but I don't know if they like any of the safeties. I don't know if I like any of the safeties either. So. <laughs> Or at least the day one safeties. I like the um I think it's like Isaiah Pepe um the Auburn linebacker. He has like um it's like his four four speed and he has the same measurables as Terrell Edmonds did. So I think maybe they could steal him on like day three or something. Well I think I think I think they made a great uh you know, signing with Keanu O'Neill there. Uh, you know, they didn't re-sign Terrell Edmonds. They let uh, him get away uh, for very cheap, by the way, to Philadelphia. I don't know why they didn't, uh, you know, get him. But, uh, you know, they ended up signing Neal, which I think is a great addition. He's a hard hitter. Uh, I think that'll work out. I don't think they're really going to go with a safety. I, I don't see the Steelers going with a safety. I, I, I hear you. I, I know your concerns there. Um, but I just see they need to address the, the defensive line just because uh, of the age with Cameron Hayward. Uh, you know, I don't know how many more great seasons he's going to be able to keep on playing on the defensive line. I think uh, I think you're right. Uh, a defensive lineman or an offensive lineman is, uh, I think, the way they're going to go. Yeah, I'd be cool with offensive linemen too, um, just because Kenny Pickett had the two. Um, concussions last season too, and they still they need uh still need like an offensive lineman or two. Um, despite the signings they had, which we'll get uh into, and then also I I heard that Edmonds just didn't want to sign with the Steelers because I heard they at least made him like the same offer or a, a little better of an offer. So. Um. With that, we'll get into some of their signings as well as some potential 
guys they could draft. Um, I guess we'll start with what do you think of the possibility? You know, there's been some rumors, and we'll really see how far they fall. But uh, just in general, even, how much do you like Jalen Carter as a prospect? And what do you think, you know, because there's been some rumors that Steelers might trade up to try to get him. Well, I, I <clears throat> look, he has a little off-season problems, okay? He's got a little off-the-field problems, likes to drive fast a little bit. Uh, you know, it could be a concern, but uh, I know that, you know, I heard the Steelers would be interested in training up for him because, of course, of Mike Tomlin. They think Mike Tomlin would be able to, a great uh, figure for Jalen Carter to get under uh, as a head coach. But I'll tell you the truth, Alex. If he's there at number five, I think Pete Carroll is going to grab Jalen Carter because that's another coach who could be able to handle uh, a young player like that who seems to be a little reckless off the field. Uh, I think Pete Carroll would welcome him in uh, the, to the uh, Seattle defense, and I think that's uh, somebody, uh, a good mentor that Jalen Carter would, could have. So I don't see Jalen Carter getting past five. That's, that's, my, uh, that's my prediction there. Uh, and then what you think about the acquisition of Braden Fajoko, the former uh, Chargers nose tackle? Uh, I thought that was a great, uh, you know, great signing by them uh, as a backup uh, because, um, you know, what I just, we just talked about earlier, they could be getting, uh, you know, a high pick here. Well, not high pick, but, at picking at 17, they could get a you know young defensive lineman, and uh, that's somebody uh, that could also uh, groom uh, a draft pick, uh, you know, during uh, spring practice, during you know, uh, training camp. So uh, good addition uh, for the Steelers' uh, defensive line. And you know, like Chris Wormley, uh, which they had on the team last year, of course, towards ACL. So this is another uh, good addition of signing uh, the guy from the Chargers. I heard that also he's very um, he's not necessarily a like a a a, a court like a a rush the quarterback type of lineman, but he's very good at um like very underrated at run stopping, which has been something the Steelers have been trying to fix. Um, they got better at it last season too, so I think he'll be a good addition for that. And then what did you think about the re-signing of Larry Ogunjobi? Oh, he was hurt. Uh, you know, he was bothered by injury most of last year, and uh, he didn't have his explosiveness. Uh, he seems to be all healed. Uh, he seems to be ready to go. Uh, and then, uh, of course, you know, this will be his second full season with the team and uh, learning the defense. So I think uh, it, being injury-free uh, is going to be a great uh, uh, addition, uh, getting him at full strength instead of him playing at about 75% uh, like he did all of last year. All right, moving on to offensive linemen, um, which you have already stated you'd like to see a high selection there. What do you think about some of the top prospects, Paris Johnson of Ohio State and Peter Saronsky of Northwestern? Uh, you know, comparing the size uh, between the two, they're both, uh, you know, comparable size. But 
you know, Ohio State, I don't know if I would pick the Ohio State guy. And the reason I'm saying that is all of the offensive linemen at Ohio State are good. So they are the best team, uh, one of the best teams in the Big Ten. And, of course, they're going to have all the best players. I'd go with the guy. uh, I would go with the Saransky kid. Uh, I think he's got more of an upside uh, being on a team that's not as good and he's a standout player. Uh, makes him even more of a better prospect for me. I would go with him in, in the pick before the Ohio State line. I believe it, uh, you know, switches a lot because, like, everyone makes mocks. But I think he's projected to fall farther than um, Paris Johnson is. So I think he might be more in Steelers' range um, at 17 as well. And then what do you think about the signings of – Isaac Samalu and Nate Herbig um, to bolster the line. Look, we need all the help we can get. Um, <laughs> so if uh, Omar Khan making these moves, uh, he thinks he's going to help the team. Uh, I'm all for it. Uh, you know, one of the things last year uh, with the Steelers was uh, that uh, they played all 17 games with the same lineman. Now, you know, that's not going to happen again this year. You know, there's going to be some kind of injury. So any kind of backup, uh, I'm all for. So uh, I think those are great signings. Yeah, I heard they're both very good in run protection, um, which the Steelers got better um, as the season progressed. Um you know, especially the last couple of games, they had a very good rush attack. And I but, think they're but, but let me throw this in there, Alex. Did the Steelers get better, or was Najee Harris finally healthy enough to run the ball well? Yeah, you remember that. Remember the beginning of the season, Najee was hurt a lot. Yeah, he had that foot problem. He had that plate in his foot. Uh, as you recall, Jalen Warren was running great. So – I think the uh, Najee Harris getting healthy was a big key there. Remember, he got injured in training camp. Uh, it led into the first six to eight weeks of the season. So it was a nagging injury Najee Harris had. And once he got healthy, he was able to run the ball. But I agree with you. Getting these guys, uh, getting more run-oriented linemen is going to help help them yeah. run the ball even better. Also, I think as the season progressed, um, you know, they all, they added – some offensive assistance to the play calling. Um, and also they just kind of, you know, schemed, you know, more of run focused offense, even at the end. I think that helped um, too, but we'll get into the safety positions, which you have stated already that you would didn't want them to select um, safety first. I think they could, but I don't know. I was listening to some, you know, analysis a couple of weeks ago saying that these guys might not necessarily be like the Steelers safeties that they want. They might want more of like hard hitting safeties, whereas these guys are more like cover safeties. But um, what do you think of Brian Branch, the Alabama safety, just as a prospect? Uh, he, I I think he'd be a great fit, but I wouldn't go with him as a first round pick uh, if he's available, you know, they got three picks in the first 49 picks. So if he's, if he's there in the forties, fifties, maybe take them, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't stretch it and uh, draft this kid 
uh, sooner than you have to. I don't know where he stands on their, you know, so-called draft board that all these teams have, but I hope he's not very high on the Steelers draft board. But uh, if he's around that number there and he might be available, they could take him then. So uh, I think it would be a good pickup. Plus, got Minka on the team, Alabama player himself. So I'm sure he'd welcome him with uh, open arms. What did you think about the re-signing of Devontae Casey and then the release of um, Terrell Edmonds? I thought the uh, re-signing of Kazi was uh, a good signing. Uh, you know, he was hurt most of last year when he became healthy, got activated and played. They played that three-safety defense with uh, Minka, uh, Edmonds, and him. Uh, they were great. Uh, they made plays. They got interceptions. Uh, they made great plays on the ball, a lot of pass breakups. Uh, I think it confuses some defenses that he's out there. So I think that's a great signing. And, you know, I don't know what the Steelers were thinking with Edmonds. And maybe this is more on Edmonds. We don't know. Uh, you know it's, it's really strange that uh, Edmonds took a one-year, $5 million deal with Philadelphia. Uh, I don't know what the Steelers were offering. Maybe they were already offering a two-year, $8 million deal. We don't know. We didn't hear what the Steelers offer was. Uh, I think it's very strange uh, that Edmonds would sign only a one-year deal. Uh, you know, you know, he knew the Steelers' defense. He played in almost every game. I think he only missed one game in the five seasons he played there. Uh, you know, he's Iron Man out there. Uh, you know, I, I've been called out for mocking him. Uh, I called him out for not playing well. Uh, didn't think he was capable of being a good NFL safety. Uh, I totally turned the corner last year on the guy. Uh, he's he was steady. He made plays. Uh, he didn't make a lot of mistakes. And uh, now I'm actually uh, kind of upset that he signed with Philadelphia. I actually wanted them to keep them, but uh, we got Ken O'Neill now, so you know we'll see what happens with that. But little little confusing here. We don't know the whole story of why Edmonds left. Yeah, I think that'll be revealed in time um i think i mean as a first round pick he probably didn't deserve to be a first round pick but um he kind of had a solid career i mean they were they were able to re-sign him one time and then they wanted to re-sign him on another contract i was kind i i didn't think it was like amazing until like two years ago and then I was like, I wanted him to re-sign him as well, just because um, he was yeah he was solid last year, and I didn't think that you know I didn't think that that many teams wanted him either. So they could have gotten him for not an expensive contract, and he already knew like the system and stuff. But um, we'll see how he plays with the Eagles, and then you did mention it. Um, what do you think about the Keanu Neal um signing? Oh, great. I, I think it's a, uh, a good signing for them. Um, little, little has had some injuries in the past, but he's a hard hitter. Um, he should get along great with Minka back there. I think it's going to be, uh, I think it'll work out well. They just got to, you know, work on the communication between him, uh, him Minka, and Kazi and, uh, you know, training camp. 
something that Terrell Edmonds had with those guys was great communication. So they're going to have to work on that uh, in this uh, upcoming, uh, you know, summer. Uh, I think as, as, as with most of their signings, but um, they were just f- filling the needs um, basically. So they're not locked into drafting, you know, any, they can draft the best available player, at least for like the six positions they need. There's not really one they need more or less over the other. If, if all the other guys are taken, they're not really locked into drafting one position, even though I still hope they go, D line first, but um, or potentially O line, but um, also I think you know Count O'Neill's definitely a solid veteran. Um, you know they didn't just get anyone to replace that spot. Um, you know Count O'Neill's familiar with with the game. Getting into some cornerbacks, um, which Steelers could be interested in. Um, there's definitely a lot of people uh, Steelers fans interested in the latter one um DeAndre Banks and Joey Porter Jr. What are your thoughts on those cornerback prospects? Uh I, I don't I tell you the truth, Dallas, I really don't know much about DeAndre Banks. Uh, of course I know Joey Porter Jr., uh, Penn State cornerback, uh son of Steeler great Joey Porter. Uh if you know the story, Joey Porter Jr used to come to training camp in the summer when he was young, when Joey Porter was the linebacker's coach. He used to uh, defend Antonio Brown in practice, and he used to stack up to him very well. This is even before he went to college at Penn State. So this kid might be something special. Uh, if he's as good as all the prospects say he is, I don't think he's going to be there for at 17 for the Steelers. But – I don't know how many teams ahead of them need actually need a quarterback. I know the Lions are looking at uh, drafting one, but I don't know much about that after that. So uh, he could fall to them. And the thing is, will they take him if he's there? So that's something to look out for. That would be nice. I think corner might be more of a 32nd pick than their first round pick. But um, I think they'll at least be addressing it with one of their picks in their draft um, just because they kind of, they, they filled the role, which we'll get into uh, in like two seconds, but with Patrick Peterson and, but I still think they need an additional cornerback. Um, and then what did you think about the signing of Patrick Peterson and then the release of Cam Sutton? Cause you know, on the day it was, Everyone was mad that they didn't sign Thornton, and then you know it turned out they signed Peterson, and I was very surprised when I heard the Peterson news because he wasn't really even a name that very many people were were considering. He did have five interceptions last year, um, as well. Well, here, here's the thing with Patrick Peterson: he had five interceptions. Now. He's old. He's thirty. Well, he's not old. He's thirty-two. But he played for one of the worst defenses in the league, and that was the Minnesota Vikings. So, what does that tell you? I, I don't know. Does it mean that he can't play? Uh, does it mean that he he can't cover anyone? I I I can't answer that because the Minnesota defense was so bad overall. Anyway, you just can't single out one player as being bad. They were all bad. So, 
we'll see if Patrick Peterson has actually lost a step or is not as good as he is when he gets down to Steelers. Cause we all Steelers have at other positions, they have other good players. Of course, TJ Watt, Minka, Cam, they're, they got good players in place. Unlike how Minnesota is. So we'll see how Patrick Peterson turns out 8 million a year. Uh, you know, that's probably uh, a bargain. I thought they would be able to sign Cam Sutton for eight, nine million a year. He actually signed for 11 million a year with the Lions. So, as you can see, the Steelers had a price they wanted to pay for a corner. Uh, Cam was too much. That's why they let him go. And they ended up getting Patrick Peterson. Patrick Peterson's price was eight million. So, uh, as, a, as, as looking at it that way, I just hope. Um, Patrick Peterson, you know, has something left in the tank and can be able to cover some of these guys. <laughs> Look at what Baltimore's doing. They're getting Odell Beckham. They're going to have to play them twice. He's going to have to play T. Hagan and Jamar Chase twice. Uh, you know, Cleveland's got um, uh, the guys that was uh, Amari Cooper. So he's going to have to cover some good receivers, uh, you know, uh, coming up this season. So very curious to see how Patrick Peterson is going to pan out. Yeah, they basically, I would rather them um, sign Pat Peterson than Sutton because Sutton got like 15 million guaranteed. And they're basically just giving it's 5 million guaranteed to see if Patrick Peterson can still play or not. And I guess we'll find that out coming up next season. Another cornerback they resigned for, you know, depth purposes was James Pierre. He's kind of like a Swiss Army knife where, you know, you can kind of put him in any corner position if you have injuries or you wanted to switch up the formations. Um, but he's definitely a solid depth guy. What do you think about resigning James Pierre? Oh, I think it, it you know, he knows the system. Uh, just like you said, he's a solid depth guy. You can just throw him out there. Uh, he, he'll surprise you. He'll make a play. But there's always the bad Pierre where he's getting burnt by 20 yards for a, a long gain or a, a touchdown. So you also got that to, that in there. But uh, you know, another year in the Steelers system, he's comfortable. Uh, he knows his role. So it's, it's, a, it's a good re-signing for the Steelers. So I think he's pretty good at um, special teams, too. Uh, he had an interception against Matt Ryan last year as well. And then we'll move into the last position group. I don't think they'll take this guy at this point, judging by what they did this week. And I don't know if they ever were considering it, but a lot of Steelers fans were talking about how they potentially wanted this guy as Kenny Pickett's old teammate at Pitt, Jordan Addison. And as well, what did you think about the Allen Robinson sign-in trade? Well, I'll, I'll just start with the Allen Robinson first. Um, they got a, I think they got a good deal. Uh, they're only paying $5 million of his $15 million salary. The Rams, of course, are paying $10 million of that. Uh, it's for the rest of this year. Uh, I don't think they're going to keep him after this year. I think they needed a veteran receiver uh, to go along with uh, Pickens and uh, 
Deontay Johnson, even though Deontay has been in the league already several years, I think he still needs like a mentor, somebody to look up to, somebody to, uh, you know, that he's going to listen to because he's still kind of young in my eyes. And of course, they got Calvin Austin, who was injured all last year, uh, who they drafted in the third round. Uh, he is supposed to, uh, you know, be this special receiver type player. Uh, we, of course, we have yet to see him on the field because of the injury, like I just said. So I think adding Allen Robinson is adding a veteran. I mean, this guy, okay, he's not that bad. Okay, he has, he's had three 1,000-yard seasons. <laughs> like I, like I, I, I texted with you earlier uh, in the week, two 1,000-yard seasons with your boy Mitch Trubisky. So if he can get a 1,000-yard ceiling uh, a, a season under Mitch, uh, he should be able to get uh, 50 50, 55, 60 catches with the Steelers for about 700 yards this season. Uh, he plays in the slot. Uh, he's able to uh, – he's, he's scored um, over 20 touchdowns in the red zone. So this might be a good addition. That's something the Steelers lacked last year was scoring in the red zone, throwing to receivers. Deontay Johnson didn't have one touchdown catch last year. So that's something to uh, think about too. And, um, you know, so – by signing Allen, Alex, to answer the second part of your question, I don't think they're going after the Addison kid. I know Addison and uh, Kenny Pickett had a great uh, relationship at Pitt. They had a great uh, thing between the two. Uh, great season he had with receptions and yards when Pickett was a senior there at Pitt. And of course, he transferred to the USC. Didn't, now, you go look at his stats. He didn't have that great as a season that he did with Kenny Pickett even though he was in USC's high-powered so-called offense, uh, he didn't really have that big of an impactful season as he did with Kenny Pickett. So, uh, you know, I heard the talk. Uh, that would be great if he got with Kenny Pickett. I don't think the Steelers are looking for a receiver now. They got too many other holes. Uh, by signing Allen Robinson, I think, and with the addition of Calvin Austin coming back from injury, I think the Steelers pass on actually drafting a receiver this year. If they do, it's going to be in the late rounds. Yeah. I think they – that's why I like the Allen Robinson trade, for one, is because uh, it saves you a pick at receiver. Um, the Steelers do like drafting receivers, though. So, um, you know, if they draft one in the seventh round or something, then that's fine considering, you know – the seventh rounders, you never, you, you know, they're not probably going to be that good anyways. But um, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind if they took one late. But I, I hope they don't take one at all because I don't think they really need one after getting, um, Allen Robinson. And also, I heard that um, George Pickens' former uh, high school teammate is is in this year's draft, and he he's going to be either like a seventh round selection or or undrafted. So, you know, they could have chemistry and um, he could be a cheap pickup. And, you know, they got Jalen Warren undrafted last last season and he had a good year. Um, so if they were to get a receiver, I, I'd want I'd, – I'd maybe go that route. Um, we'll finish it up with the linebackers. Um, Steelers basically did an overhaul of their linebacker room. Um, from last year, they only kept the rookie Mark Robinson, um, and they signed 
Landon Roberts and Cole Holcomb from the Dolphins and Commanders, respectively. They're both very good at run stomping. Um, we, you know, maybe somewhat iffy in pass defense. And then, you know, what were your thoughts on letting Devin Bush, Miles Jack, and Spillane go? <laughs> well, Alex, you know me. I was not the biggest fan of Devin Bush. So uh, to see him go, uh, it, not bothered at all. Uh, you know what I've complained about him the past two seasons. I know, uh, you know, we've had conversations before he got hurt. Uh, we'll see how he is. Uh, he was, he hey, he was great his rookie year. I'm not going to, not going to take that away from him. But somewhere along the way, after he got hurt or before that, he lost confidence and he didn't know how to play anymore. And, uh, you know, he took a lot of heat and criticism from the fans, and he was actually happy he got this pretty sign with Seattle. Well, so let's see how he does. Uh, you know, letting Miles Jack go, uh, he was okay. He wasn't great. He wasn't bad. He was okay. He filled the purpose of what they needed. Uh, he didn't play much down the end of, at the end of the season because they had Mark Robinson in there. Mark Robinson actually got more playing time. So I'm looking forward to seeing if he could step up and – uh, take the next level uh, this coming season. Uh, the one guy I didn't I didn't like to see go was Robert Spillane. Um, you know, he was always had his nose in on the football. He didn't mind mixing it up with the big uh, running backs. He was in on Derrick Henry all the time. Uh, when they played against Tennessee, he'd stick his nose in there and make tackles. He could cover. Uh, so that was uh, that was a little shocking to see them let him go. But I'm excited for the, the Cole Holcomb kid from Washington, uh, Mr. Mullet. Uh, he has the big mullet. Uh, excited to see him play. I think he's going to be a great addition. I think he's going to make a lot of plays out there. Um, I don't know much about the guy from the Dolphins. Uh, he might be a backup. And what makes me think now uh, that you're bringing this up, because I didn't think about this beginning, uh, if they don't go the defensive line, uh, they'll probably go linebacker. I think the first three picks are going to be offensive line, defensive line, and linebacker. That's why I think the first three picks the Steelers would be. I think they need more depth uh, middle linebacker there. And, uh, you know, speaking of linebackers, you know, we, we talked about this too. Uh, you know, they brought Bud Dupree in. Uh, they didn't end up signing him. He's ended up signing a one-year deal with Atlanta. So, uh, you know, they missed out on uh, bringing him back, but they still got – T.J. Watt still got Sam Highsmith, and we'll see if Sam Highsmith gets a contract extension uh, this coming uh, summer. So, yeah, Steelers linebacker, um, Steelers linebacker crew looking looking not bad, looking not bad. Yeah, as far as Miles Jack, I think it's just you don't want to give good players great money. And Devin Bush, I could tell they weren't going to resign him because. But he only played like six or seven snaps the last two weeks is what they said on like the commentary during like one of the last games. And then I also wanted them to assign Spillane as well because I thought he was um, pretty good at, at rotational linebacker. But like you said, I, I expect them to draft linebacker in the first couple of picks as well. And also they're, they're, since they didn't draft Bud Dupree, they're kind of um, – the mock drafts have pushed up edge rusher for them a fair bit, which I don't know if they're going to do that, but I do expect them to draft linebacker. 
early enough because I do think they need I, I like their overhaul um, as well considering they thought that the linebacker room wasn't really producing um, but I do think they still need um, a solid depth linebacker um, you know just for their row for the rotation so I, I expect them to get that um, you know for a couple of picks as well and we'll end it off with a bonus what did you think about them signing Glenn Thomas as an offensive assistant? <laughs> uh, I, you know, they can have as many coaches as they want. As long as the coach comes in and contributes and helps them out, uh, Matt Canada needs all the help he can get, Alex. So you want to bring in 10 more offensive assistants, I'm fine with it. Uh, I don't know why they retain Matt Canada. Uh, I would like to see uh, the QB coach, Mike Sullivan, uh, elevated to offensive coordinator. Uh, he's friends with Kenny Pickett. He's always talking to Kenny Pickett on the sideline when Kenny Pickett comes to the bench because, as you know, Matt Canada is up in the booth. So any kind of help to uh, inspire Matt Canada to be a better offensive coordinator is fine with me. Yeah, I think Cam, Matt Canada deserves one more season after he kind of got the running game going at the end of the year. But, um, you know, midseason, I didn't really think that. And also – Maybe I still don't even think that because the play calling got a lot better when they brought in different guys. They're like, hey, we're going to take play calling aspects from different people now. So I don't know how that really um, tells about Canada. But um, they haven't really defined a role for Glenn Thomas yet. People think maybe he could be a replacement for Canada after if Canada fails this this year. And also it's good because – um. You know, they'll have a de- a more dedicated QB coach again. Um, so that's kind of nice, too, because Glenn Thomas can be an offensive assistant and their QB coach can just, like, purely be the QB coach. Uh, so that's pretty good as well. Um, that ba- about wraps up our Steelers offseason podcast. This has been the Steel City Crew with our guest, the host. <laughs>